Hello, and welcome to the Quiet and Strong podcast, especially for introverts. I am your host, David Hall, and the creator of QuietAndStrong.com. It's a weekly podcast dedicated to understanding the strengths and needs of introverts. Introversion is not something to fix, but to be embraced. Normally, we will air each episode on a Monday. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform. So, are you an introvert or an extrovert? Or maybe you've heard the term ambivert. What do these mean to you? So these type of labels are simply a means of grouping characteristics for better understanding. And they should never be used to limit or box in. And certainly, the label only applies as far as it is true for you personally. Regardless of your personality type, whether you identify as an introvert, meaning turning inward more often than not, or an extrovert, turning outward more often than not, you have specific strengths and also weaknesses. Using labels as tools to help you understand your personality and your own unique gifts can help you to be more successful. But you are more than a label and no two people are exactly alike. The key is to find out what's great about you, whether it's part of a label or not, so you can be strong. It often seems like people stop at the label or barely scratch the surface and don't explore what the label really means. So since I started the Quiet and Strong blog, I wrote a book and started this podcast, I've been involved in many conversations around the topics of introversion and extroversion. I've found that some in conversations are aware of their strengths and needs and some are not. I've had some people tell me, David, I'm not sure if I'm an introvert or extrovert, or maybe a little bit of both, almost as if the label was what was most important, and they weren't ready to accept the one that fits them best, and weren't really taking that deeper dive into who they were or who they are. So, of course, the label itself, if not understood properly, can be meaningless and perhaps even harmful. The label is truly only helpful when you learn what it means for you and use it to get to know yourself and how you operate best. So recently I was listening to a helpful webinar on introversion and extroversion and the topic of ambiversion came up. If you're not familiar with this term, it's used by some to mean that you are somewhere in the middle between introversion and extroversion. So is the term ambiversion helpful? It's helpful if it helps you understand your strengths and needs, but just the term alone without the strengths and needs discussion is not helpful and again, perhaps harmful. I was watching the recorded version, so I didn't get a chance to respond. So here we go. Introversion and extroversion are on a spectrum and no two people are alike. The psychologist Carl Jung said, there's no such thing as a pure introvert or extrovert. Such a person would be in the lunatic asylum. Meaning, everybody thinks and turns inward 
and everyone spend some time focused on the world around them. But what is your preference? You may be closer to the middle, but what is your natural preference? Your inner world of ideas or the outer world around you? Some who fall in the middle may call themselves ambiverts. In this particular webinar, the term was brought up, but no explanation of strengths and needs was given. It was almost as if it was a way to make people feel better about themselves, as having the best of both worlds, having both qualities of an introvert and an extrovert. Maybe some might say, for example, I like to be alone sometimes and social sometimes. Does this make me an ambivert? So the whole point of quiet and strong is to make everyone have the best possible world for themselves and those around them. But it doesn't come from a label. It comes from a deep understanding of who you are and what you need. Even if you are in the middle somewhere, you still have needs. What are those? For example, do you know what kind of activities drain you and how you best recharge? Do you need some solitude every day? How much? What do you like and need to do in your solitude? You need to get to know what you need and where you shine. The term introvert and extrovert are helpful to get some common understanding and to be able to clearly articulate your strengths and needs to yourself and to others. But don't get too hung up on the labels. You should be able to describe your strengths and needs without using the term introvert, extrovert, or ambivert. As I've mentioned in previous podcasts, there are many great tools and assessment out there exploring our personalities and gaining self-awareness. An episode you could look at is, is episode 10, Personality Assessments, Understanding Strengths, especially for introverts. So when it comes to assessments, one of my favorites is the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator, or MBTI. The MBTI has 16 different personality types, so that's 8 introverted types and 8 extroverted types, designated by four-letter codes. I also like Clifton Strengths. This is previously known as Strengths Quest. This assessment measures 34 themes of talent, revealing your top five strengths. And the idea is to focus on your strengths and not nearly as much time on your weaknesses. Of course, this instrument isn't specifically about introversion or extroversion, as we are far more complicated than just being an introvert or extrovert. However, if you take this assessment, you may recognize some correlation with some of your introverted or extroverted gifts and the strengths that are discussed. I will put uh, links to both the MBTI and uh, Clifton Strengths in the show notes. There's many more assessments you can take. I think these are good places to start. And keep in mind, as you read information about your personality preferences, you need to validate what's true for you. You need to remember these assessments are just tools. And there may be some things that don't apply to you or don't resonate with you. So for today, 
I'm going to review some more about the MBTI and also some six differences that I've come up with that you don't have to take an assessment for, six differences between introversion and extroversion. And when we're talking, choose not to be jealous of other strengths because you have your own unique set. No person has all the strengths and introverts have different strengths between each other. Like it or not, I think it's also we need each other, our different gifts and abilities. So you can go to mbtionline.com. It's the official home for the Myers-Briggs type indicator. Again, you can take the assessment there for a fee. And there's other versions out there for a fee, or there's some free versions as well. You can decide what you want to take. Again, in the MBTI, there's 16 types, 8 introverted and 8 extroverted. I think this is a good framework for understanding your unique gifts. There are four pairs. There's a introversion and extroversion. The second letter is either S for sensing, paying attention to information that comes through your five senses, or N for intuition, as you gather information in more of an intuitive way from meanings and patterns. The third is thinking, if you take a more logical and analytical approach to life, or F is for feeling, as you're in touch more your feelings and the feelings of others. And then the fourth one is um, J for judging, which is living life in a planned or organized manner and not to be confused with judgmental. And then P is perceiving, which is more flexible and spontaneous. Again, this is a very brief overview, very simplistic, but I think it can really help not only get at introversion, extroversion, but some other key areas of your personality. So all the four letters together, you know, they make up a, uh, a four-letter code. So, for example, in my case, I'm an INTJ. And we're going to talk about the other introverted types very briefly. If you go to the MBTI online site, you can see some descriptions. You can get more information. I'm going to talk about the different types. Again, I think it's still useful if you haven't taken the test. If you have, you might gain a little, you might have a little bit more understanding but whether you have or not, um, let's just talk about the nicknames that each of these have. And as I read the nicknames, you can see how the different types vary, even amongst introverts. So again, eight different general types. So the INFJ is nicknamed the Insightful Visionary. INFP, the Thoughtful Idealist. INTJ, the conceptual planner. INTP, the objective analyst. ISFJ, the practical helper. ISFP, the versatile supporter. ISTJ, the responsible realist. ISTP, the logical pragmatist. So as you can see, even from these just titles, we differ 
and can greatly benefit from taking a deep dive into our own types. I'm going to read a couple excerpts from the site on strengths of a couple of these types. You can definitely um, go to the site to explore this more. But I think just hearing the difference between a couple types will also help you to understand you know, the value of taking that deep dive. So the first one I'll read is INFJ. Again, that's the insightful visionary. INFJs want to change the world for the better. And they often have careers or hobbies that help them to do so. These quiet, reserved people save their energy for those who mean most to them, which makes others feel special. INFJs are idealists. They want to make things better for those who really need it. And they enjoy helping others grow and become better versions of themselves. They're also independent and know exactly what they want to do next without needing to ask for advice or guidance. So contrast that with the INTJ, the conceptual planner. INTJs are not interested in simply solving a problem. They're interested in how the solution can lead to solving many problems. They're idealistic and resourceful and keenly able to observe structures and systems so they can fix or recreate them. Their dominant process is introverted intuition, so INTJs often act independently from others. They don't need much input or advice before making a move. They're passionate problem solvers, and this often carries over into helping the people they care about most. Some similarities, but definitely a contrast between a couple different introverted types. And I'll just read one more. And again, you can go to the site and, and read them all and take the test and see you know, where you fall. So ISFJ, or the practical helper. People love ISFJs because they're so caring and considerate. At their best, people who identify as ISFJ can sense what others need and figure out exactly how to help them. While other personality types may feel drained, when frequently asked for help, the ISFJ feels purposeful and fulfilled when others need them. They're also practical and resourceful, so ISFJs are particularly good in a crisis. Again, we have different gifts and strengths, but too often it's generalized that we are all the same. So, if you take the MBTI, just keep in mind you may relate to some of the things in your descriptions, and not to others. But the point is, you need to figure out what works for you. And when you do, you'll find much more happiness and success by understanding your own gifts and needs. And there's a lot of great information out there. So many people sharing experiences. It's important to understand that you know, between introverts, we have different desires, values, skills, abilities, but we have a common love of ideas and concepts. We are great thinkers and can use these skills to identify and hone our other gifts too. Part of understanding yourself as an introvert means understanding and caring for the needs that come along with being an introvert. Just like the extrovert needs to have a level of social interaction, or they may feel trapped and alone, introverts generally need some quiet time to recharge and clear their minds. And we'll get into that a little bit more. 
As an introvert, you may need some time each day to do some quiet thinking, recharge, or just let your mind wander. How much time we need is going to vary from person to person and even day to day. The key is to take that time alone that you need. Also remember, if someone doesn't need this alone time, they may not understand your need. But that doesn't make your need any less valid. It's very important to understand what we need and to be able to articulate those needs to others. Take some time each day and let your mind relax so you can do your best work. Introverts are often thought as only wanting to be alone or not liking people. But the truth is we all need connection with others. It's just going to vary how much time we need or want. Of course, you will need some time alone as an introvert. But you also need to have time to share ideas or feelings and make connections. As introverts, we often want to have those deep conversations but sometimes it's important to do a little small talk to get to those deep conversations we crave. Give it a chance, and you may even enjoy a little small talk. So let's review some key differences between introverts and extroverts. We discussed this in episode one, and I'll put a link to the article, Are You an Introvert or Extrovert? Six Things to Consider, in the show notes. So whether you identify as an introvert, extrovert, or even an ambivert, what do you need? So let's look at these, these six different things. So introverts think and then speak. Extroverts speak to think. So which applies to you? In general, the first applies to me. It's very natural that I need to think before I speak. So why is this important to know? During a conversation, I may need to say, let me think about that. Or I may need to prepare for that conversation or meeting to some extent. Now, sometimes I don't need to think as much before speaking, especially as it comes to topics I'm very familiar with. So again, if you just labeled yourself as an ambivert, that doesn't answer this question. Do you need to think before you speak? And how can you improve your communication skills? And how can you prepare as you need to? The next one, introverts may prefer to communicate in writing rather than speaking. And extroverts may prefer to communicate by speaking rather than writing. Again, what's your preference? We don't always get our preference. But what is best for you in a given situation? Does it help to have time to think to create a well-crafted message? What is your communication style and preference? We do our best by honoring those preferences. The next one, introverts may be drained by social interaction, but energized by time alone. Extroverts may be energized by social interaction, but may feel restless when experiencing excessive isolation. So again, we all need social interaction. Just we don't all want the same amount or type of interaction. When you're social, it doesn't make you an extrovert. If you're an introvert and you're social, it just means you're being social. But understanding what you need can help you make plans for your social time. And that time you might need to take a break and recharge. Or maybe if you're an extrovert, you really do need 
make sure you're getting all the people time you need. I know some people uh, during this uh, lockdown where when they were allowed to go into the office, they did, even though they weren't required, just so they can have a, a sense of being around others. Introverts prefer deep conversations over small talk. And extroverts in general enjoy most types of conversation. So introverts are interested in conversation. It's just usually the deeper topics. Small talk can be needed to get to those deeper conversations. What's the case for you? Which do you prefer? Sometimes this is important to know because maybe, maybe you need to have small talk, but as an introvert, you're not very good at it. You can get better by understanding your introversion. And introverts usually prefer a close circle of friends. And extroverts enjoy having many friends and acquaintances. We all need friends. How many and the type of friendships, that's going to vary. The key is, what do you want? Are you getting what you want? If not, there are strategies that you can employ by understanding yourself as an introvert or an extrovert. So as we have conversations, we can talk about the things that are actionable, not just labels. Remember, neither introversion or extroversion is good or bad. The idea is we have natural gifts that come to us. One isn't better than the other. We're not fixing introversion. At the same time, we're not trying to fix extroverts either. It's really about understanding ourselves and those around us. What makes us unique and how we can help one another find success. And also keep in mind, introversion is not shyness. An introvert can be shy for sure. An extrovert can be shy as well. It's a matter of confidence. And the good news is you can gain confidence whether you're a shy introvert or shy extrovert. Introversion doesn't mean that you're not social. You may have some different social needs, but you have social needs nonetheless. There are so many gifts that we each have. Hopefully you're employing your unique gifts in your work and in your life. Where the most happiness comes is when we're using our natural gifts most of the time. Understanding introversion has been key in changing many lives and helping people be more successful. So instead of describing yourself in terms of being an introvert or extrovert or a little bit of both, describe yourself in terms of how you function best, what you need. Describe what your strengths are. Once you understand your strengths and how to make your introversion work for you, you can determine the best strategies to accomplish your goals, working with your natural strengths instead of against them. Figure out how each day looks for you, how you accomplish your goals day by day, week by week. What do you want to achieve? You can do what you want, and you can have what you want. You just may go about it differently than someone else would. Thank you so much for joining me today. I look forward to further connecting with you. Check out quietandstrong.com. Email me at david at quietandstrong.com. I'll add social media channels to the show notes. Comment on social media posts related to this podcast. Send me topics or guests you would like to see on the show. There's so many great things about being an introvert, so we need those to be understood. Let's keep the conversation going. Get to know your introverted strengths. 
and needs and be strong.